0: welcome to on air with lg brought to you by lg electronics european air solution team we know that in today's digital world time is limited attention is short and everyone is busier than ever that's why we're bringing the hvac industry's hottest topics on air where you can both learn and be inspired on the go Join us for a new episode every two weeks where we answer your most pressing questions and explore the constantly shifting world of HVAC topics like the energy transition, renewable innovation, and the past, present, and incredibly bright future that our industry has to offer to both our lifetime achievers as well as the next generation of professionals. I'm Melissa Moeller, your host throughout this series and I hope you enjoy. Today we're catching up with Peter Verkenpink, LG Air Solutions Vice President of Europe on the past, present, and future of HVAC. Peter will share his unique perspective about all aspects of our industry that were, are, and will be. Join us to hear the game changers, opportunities, and even some valuable advice Peter would give to the next generation of HVAC professionals. You'll even have the chance to discover the man behind the title, who shared with us his true dedication to the industry as the type who never misses a chance to check out the HVAC system when he enters a new building. He just can't get enough. Hi, Peter. How are you today?
1: I'm Melissa. I'm very well. Thank you. Thank nice you. to see you.
0: Nice to see you as well. Thank you for joining us here. So I think we're going to dig in a little bit to your history in the HVAC industry. And uh, you've been around this community for a long time. And we really want to just get your perspective, which is obviously unique and, mm. and it's been built over a series of years. So could you share with us firstly for the audience, a brief history of your personal career with, with the HVAC industry in general?
1: Mm, okay. Well, I, I've been around since uh, 1986. So that's uh, <laughs> quite a while. And um, I've been I've been thinking about how how I could describe my career, and it's simply that uh, I grew with the air conditioning market in in, in Europe. Eh? So because when I joined the industry, um, it was ruled by let's call it the American brands and uh, variable air systems and variable water systems, and uh, the core products that we know today, which we call direct expansion systems, were hardly available at that time. So I actually have known the the European market without VRF. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you if you look if you look at it from that point of view, um, I think that that the introduction of VRF and then what followed afterwards, the the direct expansion systems as we call them, has been. Uh, a major alliance slide i would say for for the industry uh, and especially for the uh, the companies and the people who had the let's say the core knowledge of working with refrigeration systems with uh, refrigerants and and copper piping etc because prior to this market being introduced uh, this product being introduced uh, these companies were all small size and were doing left and right a little bit of air conditioning but were mainly refrigeration um, and then suddenly, uh, these VRF systems come into the market. Uh, you get you get uh, manufacturers promoting the products, and suddenly these refrigeration installers, these small companies, they become a lot more important mm. in the industry than before. Mm. Eh? So that that's something that uh, that for me uh, is uh, like uh, in in my in my memory very strongly available and it has been uh, um, one of the main elements in, in the way I've been approaching the industry since since that time so hmm. that's where I come from all right so um, <clears throat> the, um, the whole the whole introduction of this of this VRF system uh, meant that these these small companies who, who were doing little bits and pieces left and right, hmm. Suddenly, saw the capability or the opportunity. Let's put it like that: of getting involved in in medium and and large large installations. Sure. Yeah, because prior to that, you had uh, complicated systems okay. with uh, with chillers and pumps and, and air handling units and fan call units and things like that. And there was a very small part for them to do in those kind of installations. And suddenly, uh, they can do everything. They can do everything. And everything comes from one and the same maker mm. uh, so it, it had it really it changed the industry it changed the industry uh, so that that's that's what uh, remains with me and i think that uh, it has been this kind of change has had impact for, for the last 30 years and, and it continues to have impact so mm-hmm. it's still driving the business forward
0: do you feel like from the introduction of VRF into the industry, then the pace of change, like a lot of times we talk about digitalization and how just that aspect of, of our new world, let's say, um, has driven the pace of change to be so much more rapid than before. Do you feel like VRF also had that impact, that it, that it changed the pace or it just changed the game itself?
1: Um, I think it changed it changed the game. Mm. It, it repositioned uh, sure. who was important and who had the uh, decision power uh, and so on. Um, I think digitalization is something of the of the last the last years the last decade let's put it like that but uh, let's say between the introduction of VRF and and what we call direct expansion systems and today there have been a lot, a lot of other um, uh, changes in the industry that have had a big impact on on, on the way we look at at air conditioning and and, and, and climate control um, I think um, when you talk about VRF, you're talking about late 80s. So, mm-hmm. 88, 89, that yeah. was when some Japanese makers started to, to push the product. Late 90s, you had another landslide where um, inverted technology was introduced into the air conditioning mm-hmm. equipment and that had a, a huge, huge impact on the, on the efficiency and the performance of the equipment. Yeah. Um, at that time, it was introduced because of uh, several reasons, but now, if you look at the uh, let's say the impact of having inverter systems in the air conditioning industry, it's it's a uh, it's terribly important because without it we would not be able to to come up with these efficient systems. Uh, I mean, heat pumps for heating would wouldn't would, they wouldn't exist. Yeah. Actually, there's an anecdote about that. Um, every, not everybody, but the people who were around at that time already. <laughs> let's put it: we, we had the oil crisis and the energy crisis in the seventies, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that was a trigger for for some manufacturers to try and build the first heat pumps, eh? uh, but they were on-off systems and they were terrible, mm. really terrible. So I mean, uh, they created a bad reputation for heat pumps at that time, eh? and uh, so that was not a good exercise. Luckily, the industry recovered from that. Eh? I think the um, the uh, the other landslide, the other not landslide, but uh, but points that have made a difference is then the introduction of uh, let's call them air-to-water heat pumps or water-to-water heat pumps. That was like um, 2002, 2004 approximately, and uh, the, these these products were at that time the only viable uh, alternative for combustion or any traditional heating systems. So they brought another another new dimension or another drive drive to the industry. Eh? And then of course recently I think uh, the whole uh, the whole matter around digitalization, mm-hmm. uh, whether we call it connect, connected connected uh, artificial intelligence, it's something uh, very recent and it gives a lot of perspective and a lot of opportunity for the future. but I think that for our industry it's still in its infancy and I, I, because most of the makers haven't grasped the the potential yet or or are still looking a way to get that uh, technology in, into the into the core products because eh, a boiler is a boiler and it has nothing to do with uh, with digitalization and, and and even air conditioning originally doesn't have anything to do with that so how do we bring all that technology into into the air conditioning equipment hmm? and um, some recent studies about uh, user behavior are all showing that the users of the future. How do you put this? Really don't want to be involved in having to choose mm. what kind of machine is yeah. going to give them it's their comfort. Yeah. They don't really care. Eh? Yeah. They, they 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 want to be involved. All thing that all the things that people want is okay, I want to have a comfortable environment sure. when I get home. Yeah. And it has to be as the best possible price. Eh? Sure. So that's the requirement. And I think that kind of awareness is uh, slowly, slowly dripping into the industry and you see trial and errors to to manage that Uh, but I think it's going to be another mainstream uh, change that is going to happen in the next decade or two, something like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's true. I think... In a lot of industries the customer is so informed and they know exactly what they want but in our industry it really is the price point and the ability to just keep their house comfortable
1: Um, i would say if you if you talk about it from that point of view yes the the users are are substantially more informed uh, about what is available in the market and and you you see that there are users who are really interested to understand what is a heat pump now, yeah. and why would I consider to change my my boiler, which has been giving me comfort and hot water and, and nice air? Why do I take the risk of going to something that I don't know about? But uh, again, the internet, uh, the accessibility, to all the information, is making the users much more informed, yeah. eh? um, which also makes the let's say the uh, the approach of the industry towards towards that towards the user. Changing again because, let's say, 10-15 years ago, uh, somebody had an issue with with his heating system or conditioning system, and they had to go to somebody technically skilled to solve the problem. Yeah. And yeah, whatever that guy told them, they took it for granted and 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 they went with it. Now it's uh, different eh? because people say, no, no, I want this kind of this kind of brand or I want that type of equipment find it for me and you can't find it i will go somewhere else of course so it's it's uh, different so the, the users have different expectations different requirements and our industry is uh, is very traditional so it takes a bit of time for our industry to to adjust and, and adapt to the new environments. Mm. But we get there always, eh? Mm. I think uh, we've seen it in the the past. eh? Of course. yeah.
0: I think touching on one of the things you said earlier about the bad reputation of heat pumps, I think, well, from the conversations that I've had with people and that I've heard in the industry generally, we still are kind of talking about um, recovering from that potentially. Uh, Do you think that they deserve a bad reputation at all today?
1: Um, no, I think that the, the the products as such have technology technologically uh, moved on. Mm. I mean, the the inverter technology, the the new refrigerants which are there, uh, electronic control of the equipment rather than uh, magnetic uh, controls of the systems. Mm. I mean, the, the whole technological development has ensured that the the heat pumps that are now in the market, uh, whether they are air to water or air to air. In general, these systems are are efficient and and they basically do what what they are designed to do for. Eh? There's always the element of they need to be installed properly, sized properly, installed properly, uh, <clears throat> and that is where where the where the relationship between the makers and and the and the installers becomes very important because nice. it has to be. A smooth a smooth relationship a partnership almost so that both both sides know exactly what the other one can and cannot so that the the product to the end user is is, is, is doing what it's supposed to do so the reputation I think is gone um, but it was a long way eh, to to get there uh, I remember um, I was working in the UK for a couple of years and um, the UK government was was thinking about decarbonization and okay uh, heat pumps seem to be an alternative but uh, they were out, they were looking at uh, having hundreds and hundreds of test sites uh, across the country which were monitored on, on an, a daily basis to, to check whether these units were really doing what they were supposed to do mm-hmm. um, and it, and it took a while it took a while so I think that was a very strong a strong example where there was a lot of hesitation yeah. towards the technology. There are other countries like France, for instance, where okay, the heat pumps were introduced and they the, the sales ramped up uh, incredibly fast. Yeah. And uh, I think in France nobody looked ever back to see whether the, the things that they had done in the mm. past were good enough or not. But mm. the market just went on and developed. So I think it's probably a little bit uh, about the the nature of the people and the the uh, the culture mm. of the people how they how they look at those things. Huh? But uh, I mean the regulatory environment is is much more clear now it's uh, rather unified on European level so that gives a good certainty the energy performance certificate so there's a lot of t- regulations have that have been put in place which are supporting uh, a smoother introduction of, of that technology Sure yeah yeah
0: makes sense um, Do you think so, in your vast career in the HVAC industry, what has the industry like divulged to you that that you kind of take into the way that you lead um, us actually these days? Like what, what over the years have you really kind of tried to inject in the day to day, you know, leadership that you impart mm. on the
1: HVAC? Um, well, as a, as a maker, uh we we have the responsibility to to produce good products i mean the, the nobody can 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 negotiate on that one what we put in the market has to do what it's what it's supposed to do um, but i think the the most important thing that I've taken with me from the very beginning was that the 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 installers in general mm. uh, that they are an how do how do you put this? They cannot be disconnected from from what we do. I mean, they are an essential part of the of bringing this this technically this technical product to the end user. Sure. Install it and make do what it's supposed to do. Eh? Yeah. Heat the house, uh, produce hot water, or cool the house. And um, from the very beginning in my career, I, w- I was I was involved in making sure that uh, installers are brought on board in mm-hmm. the correct way, mm-hmm. meaning. Making sure that they are properly trained, that they know what they are doing. Uh, sometimes uh, hand holding in, in sure. the first in the first trials they do with with uh, with putting those things in in place, um, and that um, in the relationship between the maker and the installer, it's it's not not a okay, of course we buy we sell and they buy from, us, but it's not just that it
0: doesn't end there no it cannot
1: end there because <laughs> it's really about partnership eh? yeah. there must be uh, conversation communication mm-hmm. and both sides have to understand the limitations of each of each side and and and, and respect each other mm-hmm. i think that is a very important word respect each other's position in the market i mean um, lg electronics is is a, is, a, is a huge company with lots of resources but it would be economically uh, unviable and insane to assume that we could build enough installation capacity by ourselves yeah. to do our business. Yeah. Y- you can't do it. It's from an, an asset a resource point of view impossible. So the installers they, they have they have to be there and, and we have to acknowledge that they have this role to play. Mm. And throughout my career for me it has been one of the most essential things that somebody told me at the very beginning. Uh, make sure that your relationship with, with your installers is always uh, one of respect and, and, and partnership, because otherwise you don't get anywhere. Mm. And yeah, I think it has proven uh, a very important uh, message and a very important statement.
0: Now considering a partnership with our installers and our b 2 b customers in general, what do you see as the true value proposition that LG Air Solution brings to the table when we're building our, our partnerships with our customers, our our B2B customers mm-hmm. specifically?
1: Well, I would say um, for those who don't know it yet, I would say that that LG is a is a fully integrated manufacturer of air conditioning products. So okay, we are we are we are probably one of the challengers in the European market, mm. but globally we we have we we play an important role. Uh, we have an organization and people who are um, incredibly passionate about what they are doing, and and, and this passion is leading uh, to innovations and 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 and, and beautiful products. Uh, so I think that that's an important that's an important element of it. I, what what we to what is also important otherwise is that we keep uh, helping the, the channel, the, mm. the sales channels, to get the products to the market. Eh? Mm. And, and what, where is our added value there? I think we, we still approach the market very much from an engineering approach. So it is a technical product, so you have to size it properly, you have to install it properly. Sure. Those uh, are the basics. Commissioning <laughs> has to be done in the correct way. You have to service and maintain it after it. So, and 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 we are we are there to to help the the installers or whoever is involved to cover that. Let's say this uh, three hundred sixty degrees uh, area around around the whole business to support them in every step of it or, a, or every point of the circle in it. Um, then there is an extra dimension that LG Electronics can bring, which some of the other makers cannot. We ha- we have we have makers out there who are ninety-five percent specialized sure. in, in air conditioning. So they 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 live and 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 survive by working on air conditioning. Yeah. Uh, for us, air conditioning is not the major product lineup, uh, but we have these these other fantastic uh, business divisions: uh, white goods, brown goods, and in those divisions there is. Uh, know how and skills and and an experience that gradually we find ways to bring them into our product lineup eh? or or merge the products eh? yeah. and uh, i think the best example and the most tangible example today is uh, is what we call our energy package so we have a photovoltaic uh, system made manufactured supplied by lg we have the they say the, the central bit of it, the, the battery, the ESS, the energy storage uh, uh, comp, uh, component, which includes the the logic, I'll come back to that one immediately, and then we have the air-to-water heat pump on, uh, as, as the third component. Now these three things together, with the, the logic in between, they work seamlessly together. Yeah. Yeah? So they, they guarantee that uh, when somebody buys and installs the system, that the... The self-consumption of the free energy is maximized so that you that the, the user gets a, a proper ROI on in his investment. But the, the key point here for me is that a little bit like with VRF 30 years ago, when VRF was brought in the market, the controls, the indoor units, the, the, the energy generator, they all came from the same manufacturer. So there was no arguing about when the thing goes wrong, is it the controls or is it this or that. No, no, it comes from one manufacturer and it's supposed to do what it does. The same with the energy package, it comes from one manufacturer and we basically guarantee that these things functions. Mm. You can build the same system, but then you need a PV maker, a heat pump maker, a a battery maker, and then the controls of it and four, four makers together. It's not always a guarantee it's that the things will function properly, it's more complicated. Yeah. So I think, I think that's, that is that uh, is a dimension that LGL drones bring to the market which some other people have not yet uh, brought to the market. Yeah. And it will not stop there, eh? because uh, uh, instead of the air-to-water heat pump, we can replace it with air-to-air systems. Mm. So I mean, this is now endless. We, we can we can bring build energy packages, uh, the independent of the type of uh, of energy generator that is, is connected to it. Um, the digitalization of the AI will also uh, come into this into the system because today, uh, although we have the Thinku app which allows us to manage the system from wherever that we are and and monitor the energy consumption, the next step is going to be okay. Let's capture. Uh, data from the weather forecast uh, all these kind of things and use the information to run the system in a more efficient way so those are all steps and developments and new innovation that will come uh, in the not too far future future i would say and and i think that it gives us an edge it gives an edge because we have all this all this know how anyhow in our in our organization and it's a matter of of bringing them together somewhere energy and then and then move forward
0: yeah and in terms of getting the talent on like the the installation talent on the same page as us i mean obviously we can build the the package but we're obviously again like you said about the business partnerships we're um, reliant on our partners to make it a reality in the homes of our customers so what do you see as the 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 let's say responsibility of the brand like brands like ours and, and brands that are creating like comprehensive solutions yeah. like this, what is the responsibility for us to create partnerships within our partnerships to hmm. to make sure that the the devices get manufactured properly, I mean, installed properly?
1: Yeah. Well, um, for the energy, energy package specifically now, yeah. um, we could consider that there is a complication because there are two distinct uh, skill sets uh, required. You have the, let's say, the electric part, which is the PV installation and the battery, and then you have the heat pump part, which is the climate control system, uh, hydronic uh, uh, heat distribution, etc. And um, I would say, not not to overgeneralize, but I would say that these uh, these skill sets do not really exist in one and the same company, let's say, one and the same installer. So... um, we, 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 be, well, we believe that we should play a role in bringing those things together. Meaning, the, in a certain area, there are really installs from both sides. Sure. And I'm sure that if people see the, the business opportunity, the economical rationale behind it, why wouldn't they they team up, team up and, and do the things together? Yeah. I think this is one way. The other way uh, that I have seen uh, in the past is that although the industry is conservative, it adopts, and when it adopts, it, it goes very fast. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I will use France again as an example. Mm. Uh, France used to be, in terms of route to market structure like any other European country, you had an electrical sales channel to the market, uh, you had a an, an sanitary sales channel, or a, or a plumbing sales channel. Uh, there was a little bit of refrigeration, air conditioning sales channel. And uh, because of the, the big boom in, in demand in France in the in the early 2000s, or even earlier than that, all these channels, they just uh, merged. Mm. It became flu as far as air conditioning was, EVAC sure. was concerned. Right? Yeah, sure. Suddenly, not suddenly, but now mm. all these channels, they all work mm. with EVAC. There are other countries where it's still much more separated. Sure. So I think uh, we, as LG, we're going to have to work with the the local situations and uh, the the concept of creating these partnerships uh, on a a geographic local level, I think it's it's a fantastic idea and and we're trying and testing it in uh, in certain areas on the other hand, in in countries like France uh, I think we we let the channel do its work we can create a demand for the energy packages with with house builders or anybody else, and then the channel will sort out how it gets the solution uh, delivered. Um, so we have to, we have to, yeah, look at it from a, a country perspective, how we, how we approach of the course. market. Yeah. Yeah. But essentially, we need to be there because we are the, we are the maker of the system. We know how it, what it does, how it works. So we, yeah. we have to help whoever wants to step <laughs> into course. that new opportunity. Yeah. We need to be there to, to help those people make sustainable and profitable business out of it.
0: Sure. Yeah. And in terms of the end customer, it's obvious that you know renewable technologies will be, I mean, at least in Europe, is really paving the way for the rest of the world to step into like regulation compliance and things like that. And I think the, the market potential speaks for itself when it, when it comes to getting this, these systems, at least heat pumps specifically in place, but, but the, the overall system as well will help every house be more energy efficient and yeah. therefore regulation compliant.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things who are playing uh, next to each other or exactly. interfering with each other. I mean, from, an, from a new dwelling's point of view, I mean, the regulation is, is very clear and, and we see what's going what's happening. At exactly. The, when you talk about NZEP, everybody now probably understands what NZEP means. Um, um, but it means and um, basically that for an NZEP house, you will need a couple of PV panels on your roof to, sure. to offset and to get to this... Uh, threshold of whatever whatever it is 20 30 40 um, kilowatt hours per square meter per, per year consumption um, and and it will it's driving the whole new build market away from from uh, combustion systems for heating sure that's clear there, yeah. there's no discussion about that in the uh, in the renovation replacement market uh, there we see that all the all the governments in Europe are are Incentivizing, so spending huge amounts of money. It's, it's in some countries we're talking about billions of of, mm. of euros that are spent on this on this uh, replacing non-efficient or high-carbon content uh, heating systems with low-carbon systems. And um, luckily for us, let's put it like that, <laughs> as uh, as being one of the makers of, of, of heat course. pumps. I think heat pumps is uh, at this moment. The most viable technology to to replace uh, combustion systems, yeah. uh, because okay, it has been around as a technology for 20-25 years. Yeah, it
0: sounds new, but it's not actually.
1: No, it's new. It's not actually new huh? <laughs> at all. No, <laughs> the concept of the heat pump might be a bit a bit newer, but but the technology has been around. The the channel knows how to deal with it, huh? um, and I think also from a uh, from a capex point of view, especially when the governments are are assisting. It's uh, it's it's an investment that, that, that pays off and is comparable to investing in in a combustion system. Right? Uh, so, and from from a total market demand, um, yeah, I I think that in, on average in Europe there are six and a half million heat generators sold every year, and that's very stable. Mm. It's like plus minus two percent up and down every year. But the, the technological content has changed dramatically. Eh? And, and that's then again where the people who really believe in the heat pump technology, it's, it's the opportunity to, to step into. For, sure. uh, for, for non-believers or more conservative people, I would say don't hesitate too long uh, because you might, you, might miss, uh, you might miss the boat. Eh? Yeah. And, and, and there is no discussion. This is the way it's going to go. So um, yeah, it, it looks interesting, and and besides that, I think uh, what uh, what people should know, if you talk about the opportunity of the HVAC, irrespective of, of heating, is that the the annual demand in Europe for on the system system price base is around twelve billion euros. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge industry. Yeah. If you talk about uh, turnover for installers roughly have to multiply the, the the price of the equipment by two and a half we're talking about a 30 billion industry in yeah. Europe so guys if you have a, if you have a left and the right hand and you you are technically <laughs> a, a, a savvy that's where you need where you can be that's where the the opportunity yeah. is especially when we see now as an industry that uh, uh, installation capacity and technical skills uh HVAC professionals are, are scarce. Mm. Hmm? Yeah,
0: it's literally a no brainer.
1: <laughs> it's really a no brainer. I mean, I, I, I live in Belgium for, for, for a period of the year, and mm. yeah, ask, ask somebody to come and service your air conditioner or install an air conditioner. If you're lucky, you will get a quotation mm. with an incredibly high price. Mm. Um, and with the delivery time a few months from now, if you're unlucky, they don't even bother to, to reply to you because these people are are, are up to their necks in work. yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: It's a perfect storm, but in a really good way. Exactly. Like everything exactly, coming exactly. together to yeah. converge, to make the market potential a gift for everybody um so going back to your career in hvac and the Mm. industry itself what advice do you have considering that maybe there will be a lot of new people understanding and seeing the potential there there's going to be a lot of new talent coming into the industry what advice would you have for them for the let's say installers and other technical people coming in fresh Mm. today let's say
1: (laughs) that's that's always a million dollar question eh? you you always think (laughs) if you look back at your life you might say I should have done this or that differently. No Actually, uh, for me, um, life is like an, a sequence of decisions that you take. Yeah? Sure. And from the most important thing that that I have learned is that okay, don't hesitate to don't hesitate too long, don't sit too long on a on a certain situation before you decide. So decide, and then when you have taken the decision, just get on with it. Yeah. And on the way, you 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 will come to an, another crossroad, and okay, you have to decide again. But that's how it goes. And um, if you would say, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I, I'm I'm young, I'm I'm early twenties. I, I have uh, I'm technically skilled. I can do something with my life. If you think about going into the HIVAC industry, I think it would be a very very good decision. So mm-hmm. there is really prosperity. And, 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 uh, and business out there for, for, for good and people who with passion want to go in that business for, to do good business so yeah uh, don't hesitate if you're thinking about going in the HIV industry don't hesitate
0: yeah get there get, get there go, go and would you give that same advice to yourself the, 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 my last question for you is what advice would you give to 20 year old Peter coming into the industry or just in general in life uh, looking back
1: I I have never regretted the decision of of, of going into the industry, um, and I think that is important because, because again, you can't say what if and, and there are, you can you can turn around in the circle. What if I had done this? What if of I had course. done that? But it doesn't make you can't change it anymore. Right? Okay, 30, 35 years down the line, how can you go back to it five years? It's impossible. So I'm I'm very happy, very satisfied with the decision I have taken also with the with the with the achievements that i have 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 reached my personally mm. and i i probably can say that somewhere left and right i've had a little bit of impact on the industry that's maybe strange. maybe for my maybe <laughs> maybe more for my employer at that time mm. rather than for the industry in general mm. but okay sometimes you can make little difference and that, that's all it takes of course. And, and, and those are the those are the things that stay with you, and and you hope you can share and 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 and, and move on. Yeah.
0: Sure, well, that's exactly why we're talking to you today because yeah. uh, of your impact and your uh, value in the business. And thank you so much for your insights. It's been really eye-opening to have this conversation with you. And uh, I might take a piece of your advice myself. <laughs> Don't hesitate. I yeah, like
1: exactly, that. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Peter. Well, uh,
1: thank you for having me. Thank you.